This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Fern Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Here again today, going through some more exciting and thrilling legal documents. I know you guys love this stuff, so here we go. Today, we're going to teach you and talk, teach you how and really talk about the documentation you need to keep from having somebody go around you and cut you out of your deal or cut you out of your fee. And this, the legal name for this would be a non-circumvention agreement. We'll follow this up with some with an episode on assigning a contract, and that's something where you definitely don't want people going around you. So we already covered non-disclosure agreements. Typically, you'll get that teed up first, and then you'll have a non-circumvention agreement. So what does this mean? Basically, this uh, this is this is meant to prevent people from circumventing you or going around you to get the information that you hold or get the ac- get access to whatever you're trying to provide. And you don't have to do that because then they may cut you out of the deal, right? So in the last episode, I was given an example of like my cell phone number. Well, if I've made you sign a non-disclosure that I'm going to share my cell phone number, if it's like, you know, it's like this mystical thing, I'm going to share this information on this, on this property or the address or the pricing or the rent roll or whatever else, I'm going to, I may want to give you a non-disclosure agreement, or I probably will. But in addition to that, before I give you the, the real fruit and the real special sauce of what I'm going to potentially disclose, I'm going to make sure you don't go around me. So this would be like if I have a property in Kansas City, Missouri that I, I know is, gonna, is, is coming for sale or I know the owner, I'm going you know, to share information about it, perhaps because I'm debating if I'm going to try to get it tied up, if it's worth my time to tie it up and get it under contract to then potentially assign to you or someone else. But I don't want to tell you which property it is. So I'm kind of purposefully vague at times. So in the document, I'm going to have my standard, like here's the, here's the parties, here's me, here's you, and then I'm going to have the date. But then really I'm going to jump into the whereas clause. And the, the whereas clause is really the, the purpose, um, purpose of what we're working on. So I may say, hey, we're going to look to collaborate on the purpose of a mobile home park located in the Midwest, or loca- maybe I even say located in Missouri to be more fully disclosed within 24 hours of receipt of an executed agreement from recipient, which would be you. So I'm not going to get it so granular to say Kansas City that might tip you off. I'm certainly not going to say the 82 Space Park located at 123 Main Street in Kansas City, Missouri, because if you're a bad person, you may cut me out of the deal and you know basically screw me or, or take advantage of the information that I'm providing. And I'm providing value. And I provide value, in this case, a lead, I should get paid. That's fair, right? Like if, if I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting paid for this podcast, but if I'm providing value and convincing you, you may hire me to draft this document for you. I already have this document. You may hire me to give you a template of it, um, or you may hire me for something else. So if you're if you've got information that is of value to somebody, you want to try to get paid for it and get paid reasonably for it. So there's really three categories here we're going to cover on the non-circumvention agreement. Number one is just your your category one non-circumvention. It basically says. Here's the information that I'm going to provide. You know, here's the context that's allowed to have it. You know, you know, is your company allowed to have it? If you're the vice president of Coca-Cola, can everybody get it, or just you and the vice president and higher? Uh, you're going to have a term in there about the term of the agreement, how long it's in play, and then and then you know the commission or fee agreements. You see these a lot where 
wholesalers or signers will say like, hey, I'll you know I'll give you information, but you know the price is a hundred thousand for the property, so you got to pay me three percent on top, or the price is a hundred and twenty thousand, but that includes my fee. Um, and you got to be careful on the fee commissioner fee, depending on the state, depending on your status, because like so for example, if you try to charge a commission on real estate and you're not a licensed real estate agent. Uh, or they call it real estate salesperson or real estate broker here. It's like I have my broker's license and I have I have a, two guys that are salespersons underneath me. And the three of us are allowed to take commissions. Uh, but there's limits, limits on that even. But you know, my wife, for example, is not a registered salesperson or broker. So she's not allowed to take real estate commissions in the state of Missouri. And depending on the state, the penalty for that may be you lose your license. Well, that means nothing. If you don't have your license, then you can't. You're gonna take nothing away from me. But in other states, it may say you're practicing X. You're practicing realty. You're practicing law without a license, and there may be criminal or financial penalties. So you gotta be careful on that. Uh, category two is just referencing the confidential information, and this is things like trade secrets, other other confidential information, proprietary information, and it talks about some of the penalties of unauthorized disclosure. And things like injunction, we covered that in the non-disclosure agreement, so I'm not going to belabor it again here. Uh, talk about the applicability of the agreement. So, you know, not if I'm the, again, back to my example, if I'm the vice president of Coca-Cola and I'm trying to buy this property uh, and I'm the one signing this, I need to represent, and that's going to that's in the last category, but I'll jump to it, signatory block, signature block. You need to say, who's the disclosing party? Who's the recipient? Typically, this is more one-way non-circumvention as opposed to the non-disclosure agreement was mutually beneficial. So if, 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 if it's John Smith, vice president of Coca-Cola, he should be able to say, I am representing all of Coca-Cola. So that so back into applicability, that means his entire staff, for example, cannot circumvent me to get information on this. So he's signing off, he or she, and you need to make, you need to make sure um, they have the proper authority. Um, and then similar to the NDA, you want to make sure there's a provision in here for return of confidential return of confidential information, either shredding it or actually returning physical copies. And then your category three is really just your miscellaneous stuff. You know the relationships with the parties, like hey, we're not partners. You know there's no warranties of the information I'm giving here. Uh, stuff like if you if you break this this document, you breach, and I win and I sue, you pay my legal fees, attorney's fees. That's in a lot of documents. Honestly, the whole paying for attorney's fees thing. It almost never happens. It's called the American rule. In in you know Great Britain, you know where a lot of the common law and in a legal structure that we use came from. In places like that in Europe, they they often say the prevailing party gets also gets their legal fees returned to them. So I think this is used as really a deterrent for frivolous litigation. In the United States, they just say both parties pay their own fees. There's limited exceptions to that. Things like violations of the Civil Rights Act, and then sometimes there's statutory categories like if you know if if you're an X business and you know I don't know shipping containers or something, and the other guy stiffs you and you win a lawsuit, you get your legal fees. But but in general, I see that in documents all the time. I don't really mind signing it. I, I put I have it in some of my documents, but it's one of those you know probably invalid provisions. I typically put in my documents an arbitration provision. So rather than hey sue and go to civil court. Do arbitration. Arbitration is going to be a lot less brain damage, a lot cheaper. Ah, oh, man, lawsuits suck. I would nobody wins in a lawsuit except for the lawyers getting the fees, in my opinion. So if you if you prefer litigation, I used to have a business partner. He loved to sue. 
Uh, part of the reason I'm no longer his business partner because he always was in a fight, always in a suit, and just dr- dr- you know drumming up legal fees left and right because he liked to fight. Uh, I personally would say you know, I, 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 I kind of be a bulldog myself and like to fight, but I'm also like, man, I don't I don't I don't, don't, don't want to fight bad enough to be in civil litigation because it's just it's just a pain. Like at my firm, I don't even do litigation. If somebody has a lawsuit, I'm like, you should call this other guy. Yeah, I'm not. I can be an advisor on this limited scope, but I'm not. I'm not doing pleadings. I'm not showing up in court. Um, all that crap. And then you get your general provisions, which I covered in the last last episode. So I'm not going to uh, belabor each and every one of them here. But that's pretty much it. Non-circumvention agreement. Again, the goal is to make sure that you, if you have something of value, you have some information. Uh, when you disclose it, you want to make sure that the person can't go around you, can't like, just wait you out. And if they do, and they breach that. Then you get to uh, you know kick them in the stomach, so to speak. So uh, there should be penalties for that if you're a bad actor. So till next time, have fun. God bless. You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.